You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Huda Nation, and welcome to Locked On Saints Podcast, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get to hear the local experts on the biggest stories your team every day. Ross Jackson here, your host, covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, like nobody else does. Lead analyst over at allsaintsconsidered.com, your source for up-to-the-minute Saints news for Saints fans, by Saints fans. And you know what it is? Go ahead and throw me a follow over on Twitter, Ross Jackson ASC. If this is your first time catching the podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, share, retweet. All of that is a big help to me, but also helps you stay up to date when the newest episodes drop every Monday through Friday. Remember, you can find Locked on Saints on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as just about anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And when you're out on the road, be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Saints. And today's episode is brought to you by a couple of different sponsors, but the first one I'm going to tell you about is Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com be there, do that, get rewarded. Hudat family, and thank you so much for joining me on this wonderful Tuesday episode of Locked on Saints. Today, we're talking Drew Brees and his comments about preparing for this 19th season of his career. Insane. Super Bowl matchup odds we're going to talk about in the second segment, and then we're going to close it out by talking about what I'm hoping for and what I'm hoping to see this week as the Saints begin their second round of OTAs. So I'm here to bring you all of that and a little bit of lanyard right here on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope that you enjoyed the Caden Ellis interview yesterday. Y'all know how much of a big fan I am of Caden, and so it was great to have him here on the podcast for Monday's episode. If you didn't hear that, make sure that you hop back and check that out right after you're done with this episode. I'm going to start off today by talking a little bit about an article that was published by uh, Rod Walker over at The Advocate, where he talked about a little bit about Drew Brees. The title of the article is uh, Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees' approach for year 13, playing like it's his last season while preparing like it's his first. And I love that sentiment, and that's exactly what you want to hope to hear from somebody like Drew Brees, but it's not surprising when you hear from a guy like Drew Brees going into his 19th season. So these are a couple of the quotes that Rod posted in the article from Drew Brees. One of the one, uh, the first one here is, uh, I'm just going to play each season like it's my last because I want that mentality, that sense of urgency, that uh, when I wake up every day, man, there is something to prove. I don't want to miss out on a second of it. And so that's him just basically talking about like, look, I'm trying to make sure that I enjoy every single moment. He also talked in an interview uh, as well on the NewOrleansSaints.com websites where he talked about, you know, just taking everything in a little bit more, like really appreciating his time in the locker room, really taking in his time on the sideline, everything like that, just sort of you know, enjoying the moment as he can. So that's very much that same sentiment of playing like it's his last season. And of course, when you play like it's your last, when you do something like you're never going to do it again, you you tend to do it better. You tend to do it the best that you've done it before, or at least that's the hope, right? You want to go out on a higher note than you have been seen. And that's kind of what Drew Brees is looking for to go out. If he's going to go out after year 19 to make year 19 the best year that he's had so far. And then if it's not year 19 and it's year 20, he's going to have the same thing. And the way that he intends on doing that it comes from another quote here in the article he says i'm always 
uh, trying to find ways to improve. That's the exciting part about each offseason is that number one, it really is starting over. I approach the playbook as if I'm seeing it for the first time. Each pass concept, even though it may be, you know, something like I've run it 15 years, I'm going to go through it like I'm learning it day one. So we always talk about how Drew Brees, you know, in practice will throw the, throw his pass on his first read, but then continue through his progressions and then continue through everything. That's a little bit about what this feels like to me is I'm talking about like, look, I might be approaching this like this is the first, like this is the last season that I've ever played. But in terms of getting ready for it, I'm going to pretend like I don't know anything. And I'm going to try to relearn all of this every single time, regardless of whether or not I've run the same play for 15 years. And that's what you, I, I mean, like I, the big part about the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because this is exactly this type of sentiment that I want to hear from Drew Brees, who could or could not be entering his final year. We don't know. I mean, look, 2018 was a nice year for him. He was runner up of the MVP race, I think the third time in his career. And he started the year off strong over the first 11 games with a 10 and one, uh, with a 10 and one record that included the 10 game win streak after the opening, uh, the opening loss to the Bucks at home. You know, 3,135 yards over those 11 games. That's only an average of 285 yards. But of course, this is a, uh, an offense that has evolved and is now a more run heavy offense. You're used to seeing Drew Brees average 300, 400 yards a game, but he didn't have to do that for this season. Instead, he was able to just be efficient and then pick and choose. You know, he had a 76.4% completion rate, 29 touchdowns, only two interceptions with a 127.3 quarterback rating over that time. And it helped with his offensive line. They played 11 games. He only got sacked 10 times. It's less than once a game that he was really bothered. That all changed toward the end of the season, starting with the Cowboys game where, you know, we saw Drew Brees kind of, you know, he wasn't bad. He still completed 69.2% of his passes. He averaged a little bit over 200 yards per game. But the only thing was that over those four games, he only threw three touchdowns. He also threw three interceptions. So he went the first 11 games throwing only two interceptions and then threw three as many as he threw as many uh, interceptions as he threw touchdowns over those four games. But the big thing that stands out to me is the quarterback rating of 84.7. So he wasn't super, you know, he wasn't rated highly, even though a 69.2% completion percentage is great, but those interceptions and things like that also wore on him, and we saw some balls get underthrown that led to those interceptions, and then, of course, uh, seven sacks over four games, so he went from being sacked less than once a game to being sacked nearly twice a game throughout the end of the season. So with all of that, you know, you can see why he would look at 2019, his 19th season, as an opportunity to really come in fresh and say, I, you know, I mean, I need to look at all this as if I haven't done it before because there's no need to really get comfortable, especially when the tide can turn as quickly as that. So what helps you know, the tide not turn as quickly as that and not be as drastic, you know, a shift is to be prepared. And we know that Drew Brees loves preparation. He loves to study. He loves to put in that work. So it's great to see Drew Brees, even this early, just having having just started OTAs, that he's already in that mindset and has that approach going into the 2019 season. And I think it's going to be a great season for him. I really, really do. I think that with the addition of Jared Cook and the other weapons that have been added around him, Latavius Murray coming in in place of uh, Mark Ingram, who, by the way, I'm not saying Latavius Murray is better than Mark Ingram. All I'm saying is that I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised with what Latavius Murray brings to this team. I think with the weapons that have been added around him, Eric McCoy, uh, Nick Easton, really kind of shoring up that offensive line, getting another receiving threat for him, one that can play over the middle and can give him a little bit of a uh, an outlet, you know, a safety a safety valve, if you will. That's going to help him really establish longevity throughout the season. And then, of course, Alvin Kamara getting a heavier role, much like he had over the first four games of 2018, is really going 
going to help affect uh, the game as well in favor of Drew Brees lasting throughout that entire season or whatever that was. We don't really know yet what that was in 2018. I'll have some thoughts on that that I'll share because of a question that came in through the Locked on Saints Facebook group, but I'll get to that on Thursday. You'll hear that on Thursday's episode, but I wanted to open this uh, kind of this conversation up because I love hearing Drew Brees have this mentality go into the season, and it just makes me more excited to see him going through 2019. So with 2019 shaping up to be a great season for Drew Brees, in my opinion, I like the fact that you know you can look at that and you can see that that's going to reflect positively on the team, of course, and it looks like I'm not the only one that feels that way, as some people have already started to take a look at Super Bowl odds and what the Super Bowl matchups might be, so I'll tell you where the Saints fall in that. You're going to be pleasantly happy with that, so we'll talk about some Super Bowl matchup odds when we come back right here on Locked on Saints, your team every day. So we know that Drew Brees is going to be prepared for the 2019 season, but are you going to be prepared to perform when it counts? Do you need a little bit of that extra confidence in bed? Well, listen up. Bluetooth.com's got something to help you out. Blue, like the color blue, Bluetooth brings you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pills. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, of course, this isn't just for guys that can't perform. This is for any guy who wants some extra function and wants to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships directly to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. So right now, we've got a special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, and you can get your first shipment for free. Just use the code Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, and faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right, Hooter Nation, welcome back to Locked On Saints, your team every day. Remember, the best way to keep up with the podcast is with the new Himalaya podcast app. It's free, super easy to use, and has every single podcast you love or are searching for. They've got personally curated playlists made for you by the expert podcast tastemakers. They've got themed collections of shows that help you discover new podcasts, and you can even follow your favorite shows and creators. Find the new Himalaya podcast app in the App Store or the Google Play Store download and don't forget to follow Locked on Saints once you're there. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with our second segment here, talking about Super Bowl matchup odds. Now, these Super Bowl odds came from Sports Insights. Sports Insights is a uh, it's it's a tool that's on Twitter as well as uh, their, their website, sportsinsights.com, and they gather up some lines and, and, and sharp money, things like that. So you can go ahead and follow them if you want. But one of the things they tweeted out was the most likely Super Bowl matchup odds, and wouldn't you know it, the Saints are in the two most likely Super Bowl odds, rated at the exact same odds, by the way. Chiefs versus Saints, Patriots versus Saints at plus 2,000. Basically meaning if you put down $100 on either one of those games and then you won, you'd win $2,000. Uh, for you know one of the other odds where that might sound more popular would be maybe the Patriots and Rams as a repeat. That's not happening. But as a repeat, if you put down $100 there, you'd win $2,875 because it's a plus two, uh, $2,875. Uh, so with the Saints 
being up there, one of the things that I really love about this is, first of all, seeing the Saints up at the top. But if you go down the list a little bit, down uh, one, two, three, four, five, six at uh, plus 37.50, the Browns and Saints. So the Browns actually have the sixth most likely, you know, showing up in the uh, showing at the Super Bowl is actually the sixth most likely bet, which is which is kind of crazy. And of course, that would be against the Saints. So when you look at the NFC teams that are named, uh, the Saints, Rams, Eagles, Bears, and Packers are the five teams that are named in the NFC. Over in the AFC, you see the Chiefs, Patriots, Browns, and that's it. <laughs> Just the three of them. So you can see that there's a little bit more parity expected in the NFC, but the Saints are, you know, in that top two or in both of those there. So uh, I want to hear from you a little bit here. If you had the option of watching a Chiefs Saints Super Bowl game, a Patriots Saints Super Bowl game, or a Brown Saints Super Bowl game, which one would you be more likely to want to tune into? Do you want to see the young guns, Patrick Mahomes or Baker Mayfield, go up against Drew Brees? Do you want to finally see Brady versus Brees in the Super Bowl? Kind of like how we never got to see LeBron and Kobe play against one another in the finals. I think it'd kind of be a shame not to ever see Brees and Brady play against each other in the Super Bowl. Although I'm okay with the fact that we haven't seen LeBron and Kobe, but right now we have the opportunity very, very much to see these two guys very late in their careers still being super successful head, you know, go up against one another in the Super Bowl. But I understand that there's still something really exciting about seeing last year's MVP versus last year's MVP runner up, potentially 2019 MVP. You know, both of them have a good shot at it, either repeating for Patrick Mahomes or finally winning an MVP for Drew Brees this season. Uh, to actually see them go up against one another could be very exciting as well. Or you end up seeing Baker Mayfield, who was consistently compared to Drew Brees because of his height coming out of college, seeing the two of them go at it in the Super Bowl. I kind of would be excited just to see the Browns in the Super Bowl after everything that they've gone through. But then to see, you know, I mean, now that all all the upgrades that they've seen throughout that team, but really it's hard for me not to want to see Brady versus Breeze in the Super Bowl. In terms of team versus team, though, I actually think that a more entertaining matchup would, would actually be the Browns versus the Saints. I think that the Chiefs Potentially, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm making I'm making an assumption that the Chiefs' defense isn't going to be better than it was last year. I'm making an assumption that the Browns' offense is going to be better than it was last year. But of course, it's going to be better than it was last year. Look at the players that they've accumulated over the offseason. And so I, I think that, to me, just team versus team, I would much rather watch the Saints' offense go up against the Browns' defense and the Browns' offense go up against the Saints' defense, as opposed to any mixture of those within the other two teams, the, the Patriots or the Chiefs. So I think team wise, I can understand the excitement of the Browns versus the Saints in the Super Bowl, as well as just because like, look, if you're a Saints fan, your second favorite team is probably might might possibly be the Browns. I think everybody's second favorite team is the Browns right now. Even Browns fans, their first favorite team is the Browns and their second favorite team is also the Browns. Like we all just want to see them. We all just want to see them succeed. And so I think that that would be a a fun Super Bowl to see, but I I don't know. It's just hard really to sort of topple the idea of seeing Brady versus Breeze in 2019, especially this late in their careers to see them continue to be as successful as they've been. I know I said this, but there's just something about that extra nugget and knowing that, you know, uh, Breeze is sitting on 520 uh, career touchdowns while Tom Brady is sitting on 517 in terms of regular season touchdowns. And they're both chasing that record for most regular season career all-time touchdowns. So to see them go up against each other and what could potentially be either or both of their last season, I think that it could just be really, really exciting. So uh, let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. Chiefs versus Saints, Patriots versus Saints, Browns versus Saints. Which would you rather see? And then we'll definitely revisit this at a later point in 
in the season. So, all right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and jump to our break real quick. Uh, before we get there, I want to tell you a little something. You know, we've talked about Drew Brees. We talked about these uh, these Super Bowl odds. So can't talk about Drew Brees without mentioning one of his companies here who is sponsoring the Locked On podcasts across the network, Untuck It. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work and on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com and use promo code NBA, like National Basketball Association, NBA, to get 20% off of your Untuck It purchase, which are, of course, all Drew Brees approved. When we come back from the break here, we're going to talk a little bit about what it is that I want to see from this week's session of OTAs. Got that coming up for you right here on Locked on Saints, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here. All right, family, welcome back for our final segment of today's episode of Locked on Saints. OTAs are beginning today, so I want to talk a little bit about, or I guess the second session of OTAs are beginning today, so I want to talk a little bit about what it is that I'm hoping to see from this second segment of OTAs. It's another three-day schedule, and then at the end of the month within next week, they'll have another four-day schedule to cap off the total of 10 days that they can have in OTAs before they move on to the rookie minicamp mid-ish June. So uh, I want to talk about three things in particular. This will probably go pretty quick, but three things in particular that I want to see from OTAs after what we learned from the first session of OTAs. Uh, for the first thing that I want to look at is, or the first thing I want to, I'm hoping to hear about, fingers crossed, is a little bit more about Latavius Murray and how he's coming along so far in the offense. We got a couple of glimpses of him. Uh, we saw a video that uh, contained a shot of him stretching, a shot of him catching a pass, and a shot of him receiving a handoff as well. But I I would be a little bit more interested in knowing how he's learning the playbook, how sort of the offense is translating to him, and how he's looking in those pass receiving snaps. I mean, uh, we know that Drew Brees had a couple of positive things to say about he and Alvin Kamara calling them thunder and lightning, which is super cool and exciting to hear uh, the quarterback, you know, give that kind of compliment, giving them a nickname already, the tandem of the two of them. But I'd love to see a little bit more about what it is that he's doing and how it is that he's doing uh, with learning the new playbook. Once we get into training camp, the one of the big things I'm going to be looking for in Latavius Murray is his pass blocking ability. Mark Ingram was a very good pass blocker. Uh, Latavius Murray has been known and noted as a good pass blocker throughout his entire career, but I want to know how it is that he is able to use that, uh, you know, with the New Orleans Saints system a little bit more. And then I guess the second thing that I'm looking for is, uh, fingers crossed that we we hear about Cameron Meredith out there. The poor guy, man. I mean, he had an excellent season in 2016 when he caught for 888 yards, did some excellent work out of the slot, but then lost all of 2017 with a knee injury. You could pretty much write off 2018 as a lost year as well, only played a few games, and in most of those games didn't record a single stat, although the first catch that he had in a New Orleans Saints uniform was for a touchdown. And so it, it was looking up for him, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, we lose him for the rest of the season. We don't know what's going on. And then it's the knee injury again. And then the entire season passes by. And now we're into the off season. The first session of OTAs passes, and he's not able to participate because of the same knee injury. So we hope, and I hope in particular, that the 2018, 2019 season really is a, a rebound year for Cameron Meredith, both for the Saints' sake, but also just for his sake. Like, man, we just want to see you succeed, dude. Like, we just want to see you win. And so hopefully he gets out there. I'd love to see him out there early, even if it's just for, you know, uh, not necessarily taking play, even if he's doing individual drills or something like that. Just just something that says, hey, he's on the mend, right? Something that says, hey, he's on his way back. That, that's all that I want to see. And so fingers crossed for the guy. I hope that it works out for him. If not, then, uh, you know, there there are some other options. Keith Kirkwood performed really well out of the slot. Uh, Low Jordan Humphrey played great in the slot throughout college. We've talked about that. But 
man, I just really want to see, I just want to see something go right for Cameron Meredith in 2019. That That's pretty much where I am. Uh, and then the final thing that I want to see is what, you know, if Larry Warford comes back, which big question mark, because he missed Thursday's practice, which was the only one that was open to media. So we don't really know about uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, but hopefully by the end of this week, we figure out what happened with Larry Warford or he's back. And if he's back, I want to see what that does to the offensive line. Does that move Nick Easton back to center? Does Cameron Tom continue to take first team snaps at center, which would be really interesting to see. And then, of course, want to know more about Eric McCoy and what's going on uh, with him. Continue to see him working with the second team to learn the language, learn the vocabulary, and learn the discipline and the communication that he's going to need in order to work as the center in this very elaborate offense. Uh, so those are the kind of the things that I'm looking for. If there are other things that you're going to be waiting to see for OTAs, go ahead and let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, Ross Jackson ASC. Really want to start interacting so I can make sure that I know what it is that y'all want to know about. That way, as soon as I get that information, I can make sure that I share it and really highlight it in the podcast, on Twitter, all of that. Uh, just a heads up for everybody, moving through the rest of the week, you're still going to get episodes from me every day. They might be a little bit shorter. I'm working a huge event this week, and so I've got like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., and then 4.30 a.m. calls for 12-hour shifts. So I'm recording the nights before and then publishing in the morning. The event that I'm working is a, uh, is a really highly, highly guarded event, so I can't even have my phone with me while I'm doing it. So I might not be tweeting as much and everything like that, or you're just going to see me pop on in the evening and then be like really active at a certain point and stuff like that. So still feel free to hit me up. If, if I don't get back to you immediately, know that I'm going to get back to you. Uh, and then if you're a part of the Locked On Saints list, uh, part of the Locked On Saints Facebook group, make sure that you drop some questions for me there. And then I'll do, I'll use those as the Q&A for Thursday's episode. I usually do a live chat on Wednesday, a live video on Wednesday and answer questions live and just record that. But I, I'm going to be at work during that time. So uh, I have uh, an announcement at the top of the Locked on Saints Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, facebook.com slash groups slash uh, Locked on Saints. And then just go ahead and drop questions there. And then I'll go ahead and get those answered for Thursday's episode. This is also helpful for me because that makes that episode a little bit easier to record because I can just sit down and answer your questions and then go to bed, which is super helpful. And so I appreciate your help with all that. But a uh, big week uh, as we move into the second session of OTAs. I've got a big week coming up. I'm sure all of you have a great week. I hope that you all had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. And uh, that's going to do it for everything today. Uh, continue to stay up to date with me every single day. Best way to do it, Himalaya Podcast that personally curated playlist new features every day definitely make sure that you check that out download in your app store as well as the google play store and then go ahead and subscribe to the locked on saints podcast thanks everybody for being here that's gonna do it for today's episode make sure you stick with me throughout the week but right now i'm just gonna say as i always do thank you so much for coming through once again i am ross jackson you can find me on twitter at ross jackson asc hit me up let me know how the family's doing let me know how you're living let me know how your mom and them tell your friends family and fellow saints fans about the podcast and please take some time to rate review share retweet to find locked on saints just tell your smart device to play podcast locked on saints at home or in your vehicle and then of course you can subscribe on google play apple podcast spotify stitcher and the new himalaya podcast app so you know when the newest episodes drop every monday through friday thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family this has been locked on saints and trust who that nation i'll holla at you